Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Kevin Wessels. Kevin helps digital agency owners find new clients with less effort and quickly create more consistent cash flow using internationally proven client connect formula. Kevin is the founder and managing director of Rev Sherpas, a boutique revenue growth acceleration and customer experience strategy consultancy. Kevin has 10 years of management consulting experience designing and deploying customer-driven global growth strategies that maximize employee engagement and collaboration. In this podcast, we talk about business, mindset, technology, IT, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Possibility, 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 Tune in. Pleasure having the podcast there. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great, Adam. Thanks for having me. Good, good. No, you're welcome. It's it's great to have you on. And yeah, I just kind of thought I'd introduce you and you know just talk about kind of what you're into and your business. And you're the founder and managing director of Rev Sherpas, 10 years growth, acceleration, consulting experience, revenue, and client retention, improving sales and lead generation. And like, kind of like your business and how did you kind of like, you know, get into these areas and what you were like, you know, your business uh, entails and involves? Yeah, great question. So prior to launching Rev Sherpas uh, last year, uh, right at the peak and heart, uh, the start of COVID, as you indicated, I'd been doing management consulting for uh, the past decade. So I actually was laid off and I had always had the entrepreneur itch in me and I thought it'd be an opportune time uh, to help small businesses because that particular community uh, out of everyone really was the most impacted, right? 
And I was able to leverage a lot of the skill sets that I had acquired over the years um, in which I had been working primarily with large global financial institutions, helping them simplify, streamline, and automate their marketing, sales, and service processes just so that they could increase their, their revenues and, and profits and essentially create a better customer experience so that their uh, customers would be more satisfied, more loyal, and ultimately do more business with them. And what I had found is that a lot of the strategies and tactics that these global uh, conglomerates and leading brands are using were not used as much as they should be in the small business marketplace. So I saw that void in the market, uh, went, on, went out on my own, and, and, and business uh, has been great, and it's definitely picking up here in 2021. No, that's great. And um, I think like you said, like with the pandemic, it's, it's definitely been a challenging time for you know, a lot of businesses and a lot of people. And I think like there's, there's so many kind of elements of it, spectrums of it where, you know, like businesses have thrived, businesses have collapsed, businesses have done okay. It's kind of a whole wide variety. And I think, you know, it's, it's like you said, if you, a lot of people, you know, have, lost their jobs and you've been able to like pivot and adapt in that time and decide on, you know, creating something, which I think is great. And I think, you know, you're wanting to give back and to help other businesses in that process as well, especially small businesses who, you know, have been hit pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of the, the trends I'm seeing out there is I'm certainly not alone. Um, there are so many individuals that have taken upon themselves to slowly but surely transition from corporate or just immediately dive in, right? So I'm able to advise um, early stage entrepreneurs or more established business owners who just aren't making as much money as they want to and they actually don't know why. So I'm able to partner with them and advise them uh, in order to ignite their startup, turnaround or expansion. What are the um, what are some of the difficulties that you see um, that people kind of present to you? If that makes sense, like some of their struggles or things that they are trying to figure out. Like, what what are some of the kind of questions that they ask? Yeah, that's that's a, a real good question. So let me let me respond. Um, the the main themes that I'm seeing are as follows. On the one hand. Um, they might be struggling from a lead generation perspective. You know, let, let's face it, every business owner wants more leads and as many clients as they can handle, right? But beyond that, um, there's a couple of other pain points or, or challenges that I, I'm certainly seeing time and time again. They are handcuffed, they're bottlenecked by manual intensive processes, which thwart their productivity, it limits their efficiency, and as a result, they can't do as much as they want to day in and day out. So what I do, I actually go in, take a look at their operations, figure out where they can be more efficient. And by doing so, I devise a roadmap, an action plan that enables them to focus more on their revenue and cash flow generating activities. By focusing on their core competencies and spending less time on administrative tasks, they're then able to boost their overall sales conversions and increase the level of service that they provide to their, their book of business or clients. 
Um, besides Legion and just lack of staff productivity, also um, commonly seen that the, these companies, they, they just don't have the, the right infrastructure in place. Uh, they have inaccurate data. They have systems that are not talking to one another. And the reality is that you no longer have to be a Fortune 500 company to invest in sophisticated uh, software or hardware, right? A lot of what used to require a firm-wide enterprise license uh, in which you would need to, to buy thousands or hundreds of software licenses, that's no longer the case. There is tremendous technology, be it from CRM, uh, from business intelligence, um, leveraging more modern uh, technology trends such as artificial intelligence, robotics, blockchain, so on and so forth to enable the smaller to mid-sized shops um, to be able to resemble a, a much larger operation and as a result deliver just as a tremendous overall end-to-end -end shopping or customer experience uh, for their customers. And like, would you say that, you know, these, these processes and this way of having a business and working, you know, is much more safer because it's, you know, it's online really. And um, there's, I mean, I saw a crazy article today and it was like in the UK, in the United Kingdom, 75, like 70, 70 plus thousand businesses, you know, like collapsed, you know, small businesses and shops. This is on the high street. And you think like, if you're not, pivoting and you're not you're not kind of doing these processes with your business then you know that you're going to suffer aren't you really and you think if you've got these processes in your business or you can kind of make something you know especially if it's like distributing your product you know online and, and, and b2b and, and lead generation it's definitely i think you know the way forward isn't it and i think do do you think like um you know some of the clients that you have you know, when they're new to it, they don't really, they, you know, they don't understand it too much or they're, they're kind of like uh, trying to find their way, if that makes sense. And you're giving them that advice. Because to me, like, me as a person, like, I, I'm i only uh, aware of how how much of it works. You know, there's, there's only so much I know how it works, if that makes sense. So to me, I, I would have to, you know, to revise it more. Did you find that some people go into it and they don't really kind of know how the systems work and they just kind of dived in? Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And, and you're, you're spot on. Uh, let's face it, with this pandemic, and I know people are, are burned out and just <laughs> are really tired about talking to the pandemic, but the reality is it's here to stay. Um, and it forced a lot of businesses, regardless of your size, to transition to more of a remote operating model. And a lot of business owners were not prepared. They just were not ready. So in a way, they're, uh, they were forced to do so. Some quickly adapted. Those that did are thriving. Others didn't. And unfortunately, like you noted, they're out of business or fledgling, right? So there certainly are a lot of um, businesses that, that need, need my assistance. Um, and it, it reminds me, uh, we live pretty close to a, a shopping center down the road you know it's your, your typical uh strip mall if if you will and one day we were getting out of the car and one of my daughters looked across the way and 
there were one, two, three, three uh, well-known retail brands and shops that are no longer there. And that's just a few of, of many, not just in our area, but across the world, right? So it's not just small businesses, it's really any size that is, is, has been forced to, to really get lean and mean. And uh, you know, if, if you're not leveraging the, the power of the internet to conduct your business, you're gonna get left behind, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a really great, great point. And um, it, it must be, you know, rewarding, though, by, you know, helping people and, you know, seeing them, you know, to grow in their business through, you know, what they're doing through, you know, your, your support and guidance as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I like to really do two things in order to deliver results quickly, in order to, to help my clientele. On the one hand, um, I actually have an interactive proprietary profit acceleration uh, software application um, in which I can run my clients' current financials through the system and they can see right then and there on the screen if we make these certain adjustments in a wide array of strategies, what the impact will be on their revenues, profit, and business valuation, not just over the next couple of months, but the next year and the next five months as well. So we take not just a near-term outlook, we're also certainly striving to deliver results for the long haul as well. Secondly, um, going back to the theme of online, we also have an online small business growth training academy, which is particularly ideal for startup founders. Uh, every week they receive a a business uh, building and marketing mastery training video. And within the platform itself, um, there is essentially a virtual MBA in, in a box curriculum so that they can quickly learn, uh, refine, and, and really take their skill sets to the next level just so that they'll be better prepared for the next economic downturn. Essentially, I want to partner with the small business community in order to equip, enable, and empower them to, to exponentially outperform in any economy. And that's, that's really what my consulting practice is all about. No, that's, that's awesome. And I, I really, I really you know, think it's a good, good work in what you're doing. And I think it's much needed, isn't it, in the way of society now and to be prepared and to you know to really forecast you know where what direction you want to go in and what you want to earn and i think um especially in business you know you need to have that helping hand and that mentorship and support sometimes to to help you you know get to that next level and i always i speak to people and and they've got coaches you know they've got mentors they they have people assisting them and it's you know like you can be doing it your own, like, you know, in your business, but sometimes, you know, as you mentioned, to have someone help assist you, you know, it's, um, it's always a good option, isn't it? And I think, you know, like being able to, to learn and, you know, not to make, you know, you learn from mistakes, but sometimes for those mistakes not to happen, you know, you could have your support in place. So certain things may not happen, if that makes sense, like the, so they don't, may not lose money or profit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it, hey, it, it's clear 
whether you're a Fortune 500 CEO, whether you're a world-renowned athlete, um, you know, whether you you're a top performer on on Hollywood or, or Broadway, right? Um, you you need you need a coach, right? So regardless of what you refer to it as, um, you know, a coach, an advisor, a consultant, um, you know, they're there for a reason to get you to the next level, right? And time and time again, so many people uh, express that had I not invested in the services of this particular mentor, I wouldn't be where I am today, right? So yeah, that's that's definitely uh, part of what our consulting practice brings to the table, one-on-one, independent uh, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Um, business owners, they're by their very nature, they're great at what they do. They're they could be excellent at their particular technical trade, but they've traditionally and for the most part are just so consumed with what they do that they never take a step back to see the whole picture. And that's where you know, someone like my firm would come in just to you know, point out, hey, here's what you need to do, but also here's what you should absolutely avoid and not do, right? So yeah. that, that's, you know, that advisory aspect is, is certainly uh, something we bring to the table. Do you, I mean, I was having this conversation with someone the other day and was saying that sometimes when people get so caught up in business or success, it's almost like, um, I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with being successful, but what I'm trying to say is people can get so tunnel vision in that funnel and burn out. Do you, you, you know, do you think like in business, you, like I said, you need to have that ability to step back to kind of, you know, take, not your foot off the gas to the full length, but, you know, to look after yourself because it's like if, if you're not effective in your health or, you, you know, your mental state, then that can leak into your business, isn't it? I think how, how would you say that, you know, is a good way of doing that, if that makes sense, you know, because it, it can be difficult, can't it, I suppose, if, you know, if you're the person driving the company or you have people working for you and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So... Having balance is certainly key. You know, that's not something that we're nef- necessarily going to lead with and emphasize because let, let's let's get to the point. It, you have to get after it. You have to grind. Hmm. You, even if you do have tunnel vision, um, you you still have to. I think you said this: see the see the forest through the trees. Yeah. But. The reality is, even if you're striving for balance, you still have to put in the, the time and effort, right? And yeah, so yeah. to take a different, I guess, approach on it, what we do is rather than just focus on one particular lead strategy, we, for instance, we talked a tad earlier about lead gen. By no means is that our, you know, so focus, right? We take a more yeah. comprehensive, holistic, multifaceted approach by analyzing and diagnosing one's business from a plethora of angles, be it legion, marketing, sales, onboarding, mm-hmm. customer service, operations, processes, systems, personnel, mm-hmm. employee uh, development, leadership, and training, um, and recommending uh, the ideal mix of a plethora of those aforementioned strategies. That's mm-hmm. actually what will enable a business owner who may be struggling, who may be burned out, 
to yeah. operate more efficiently. And with that, that's really what will give them more balance. But it's it's by by no means am I saying that I have the yeah. you know, the magic pill to to allow someone to to make millions of dollars and, and never have to work a day in their life again. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's it. And I think it's it's like a, the foundations of a house, isn't it? You know, like in business and all these mechanisms that intertwine. There's all these different layers. And it's like if you're not efficient and like you said, those those layers you mentioned, then you know, you're you're going to be more stressed. And you know, like you need those in place to kind of, you know, alleviate that. And I was just thinking as well, like, do you have any like role models or like mentors um, like now or growing up at all? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, growing up, I, I, I played sports up until to high school. So that's always been a huge part of my life. I'm still a huge sports fan, much to my wife's chagrin. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, Michael Jordan, for me, I mean, it's no debate. He's he's easily the, the best athlete of, of all time. So, um, you know, I, I'd love to be able to pick his brain at, at some point, just because not only was he the most athletic, he was you know, arguably the, the most mentally tough individual, not just in sports. So he, he's spectacular. And I have many great memories mm. of seeing him compete um, and really just work his way to eventually winning uh, six NBA titles, which is just unheard of. So um, that's from a sports yeah. perspective. I could certainly name many others, but from a business standpoint, I think Warren Buffett comes to mind. Um, you know, he's getting there up there in age, right? I think he's, I think he's 90 or 91 now, which is pretty amazing, but yeah. you know, they, they call him the Oracle of Omaha for, for good reason. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, uh, he's seen it all. And, um, mm. a lot of his philosophies, you just mentioned the foundation. He's all about, investing in companies that have that foundation in place, that moat in place to truly insulate and protect them from, from anything that's predictable or that is unpredictable and comes out of the blue, mm -hmm. right? So, um, you know, love, love following his readings. And then from a Hollywood and just, you know, a humor perspective, uh, Larry David, um, who invented Seinfeld and is also on a uh, oh, yeah. enthusiasm on HBO. Yeah. That, that guy's just hilarious. So uh, I, I, you know, as odd as that might sound me considering someone who makes me laugh as a mentor, I, I certainly would. Yeah. No, I, I think they're really good examples. And I think Michael Jordan's great. And, you know, um, I, don't, I don't know what he's doing now, but um, there's a documentary out recently about his life. But um, I've got I've got a baseball card of Michael Jordan. It's from uh, eighty six or 85, 85 or eighty six. It's from like late eighties, I think it is. It's like a place okay. I need to, which is pretty. I need to get that uh, marked up. But um, yeah, he's he's a great example, and I think Warren Buffett. He's he you know he's another good example. He's he's done really well, and he's he's um is he invested in DQ Dairy Queen or something like that? I saw a video of him and Bill Gates eating ice cream or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if he still has a position, an equity position in, in uh, Dairy Queen, uh, but he does, he does love uh, ice cream for sure. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. He just seems like this lovable <laughs> character yeah. who, who loves his yeah. desserts, you know? Yeah. Is he living in the same house? 
I think he lives in the same house or something. He's got like he still owns the same house or something like that. For like yeah, I mean he he certainly doesn't live a life of excess, even though he he could. Uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly, but at one point I had read same house, same cars, you you name it. It's it's definitely yeah. living below his means. I think I think that's one of the things that stand out to me with um, some people who who achieve a lot of success and wealth and they're quite humble with it if that makes sense and i think everyone's different everyone's got their own choice and i, I have no qualms about how people go about stuff but um it's like you know keanu reeves you know i, I i've seen how he is and and uh i think i saw a picture and some couple had missed their flight and he helped them out and gave them some money to get a flight and i saw a picture of him on on the on the subway, you know, just wearing normal clothes, still using public transport, and I, I think like it it stands out, doesn't it? Do you, do you, if that makes sense? I don't want to go off key too much, but you know, people who are quite humble with you know where they're at. Yeah, no, I, I'm a huge Kiana fan. Uh, he's he's definitely come a long way since Bill and Ted's uh, <laughs> Point Break, and you know he's he's created some tremendous movies with um, the, the Matrix, among others. Um, funny story again, not to go off on tangent, but I, no, no, no. I used to live in, in Chicago and I was coming home pretty late one night with, with a friend. And, um, one of the matrix movies was being filmed near my apartment at the time. <laughs> and the, uh, they were filming a, a scene and for some reason they weren't actually, they were just mouthing the lines. Um, they, there was no sound, but we were able to, to watch. It was like really late. And it, that's just one of my memories of him. But wow. recently um, I've, yeah, there's all sorts of stories about just how generous he is. It's, it's quite fascinating. And, and some of the yeah. things he had to go through the tragedies that he's experienced in his life. He, he definitely uh, is grounded, humble, mm. and, and certainly gives back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating that one one experience to witness that as well, and I I think like yeah it's it's um I think that's the thing that I I've seen in our interviews with CEOs of companies where I I can see like you know business changing a lot and people sometimes can feel like you know uh, CEOs and people you know who, who are higher up sometimes or they feel intimidated to ask some questions and like a lot of CEOs out there who is it that open door policy, open office door policy or something like that, where you can go in and chat. Um, if, if you, have you kind of like experienced that? Like what do you think around that? Uh, and what have, have you kind of seen that change over time in business, you know, with, with CEOs and people in uh, places of authority, you know, and, and sometimes people below, you know, yeah, that's that's an interesting point. So I, I have um, done consulting for larger companies in which the CEO, in order to better relate to his staff, actually didn't sit in the corner office. He sat in the middle, middle of all the cubicles. I don't know if that's the right approach. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if, if the gentleman or whoever's in charge now still does that. Um, but I thought at the time it was an excellent way to lead by example and just mm. get into the 
trenches, roll up the sleeves and, and just demonstrate to the team that yes, he might be a member of the, the executive leadership team, but he's one of you. We're all the same. And so at, at the heart of what we do, uh, for firms that, you know, aren't just a solopreneur run by one person, uh, we really want to establish and solidify a solid culture because mm. that is, you mentioned foundation earlier, having the right culture in place is going to do a couple of things. One, it's going to, first of all, result in the staff, regardless of location, regardless of rank, Uh, regardless of department, they're going to be more engaged. Uh, They're going to be happy working there. And thus, they're going to put more effort in. By doing that, by being more engaged, they'll be more focused. Thus, their service will go up. Thus, they'll be able to bring in more revenue because they'll be able to cross-sell, upsell, um, and just provide a better overall experience for their clients, customers, or patients, Mm -hmm. depending on your your um, industry. So it really does start with culture and culture is really defined and dictated you know, by the, the team or individual at, at the top. So yeah, yeah it's, um, you know, open door policies are good. You certainly need a transparent um, culture and, and atmosphere. Um, I, I've seen way too many places that have far too many layers and just bureaucracy in order to get things done. I think agile is a, you know, it's a buzzword, but it, it makes sense. You want to do things, mm. things faster, right? Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, no, it's really, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like, there's so many like layers and like, in, in your work as well. There must be so, like you said, so many different areas that you can kind of work with somebody. It's not just one approach. There's all these different areas with it. And, um, I don't want to go off tangent too much, but do you, I know a lot of businesses now, do you, do you look at the uh, cybersecurity side of things? Do you deal with that at all? Is that in your line of work? It's, it's not. Um, no. I, I'm not a technical consultant, but cybersecurity yeah. is certainly one of the um, more uh, pressing matters of, of the day in the C-suite. I actually, um, I was, I had posted a blog on this the other day um, on my website. It was, um, you know, over half of CEOs surveyed across the globe. You know, one, they're bullish on the economic revival across the world. But secondly, they're investing heavily in digital uh, transformation, which we, you know, touched on earlier. But in the top 10 of what they're investing in um, and what keeps them up at night was cybersecurity. So yeah, you absolutely have to be prepared with that. But in that case, I would partner with, with yeah. a cybersecurity expert. Yeah, because I don't know if you saw like, uh, I mean, I play video games and okay. that CD Projekt Red who did the Cyberpunk game, they got their servers, they got, they got hacked. And this is like oh, you know, wow. big, one of the biggest game companies. Yeah, and whoever hacked them said, "If you don't give us X, Y, Z amount of money, we're going to auction off your uh, source code keys or something like that." Mm. And they did. <laughs> so, and the the employees couldn't log into their uh, accounts for like two weeks or three weeks. So I mean, it's it's 
you know, it, it just shows you, doesn't it? You know, like you said, companies, you know, that they might be anxious or, you know, needing to invest in those areas as well. Um, but I think it's very new, isn't it? Like people don't really sometimes think about it or, or you know, the people you deal with, the clients may, you know, they're going into business and they're going into lead generation and you're kind of uh, encountering potholes as you go along, I suppose. Yeah, I, I like that phrase. I never thought about it. I'll have to use yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, say 20, 30 years ago, um, you know, actually around 20 years ago was when the, the acronym CRM, Customer Relationship Management, when that became, you know, known to the world with with the, the growing popularity of, of Salesforce. Um, yeah, it's and, massive now. You know, a, a few days or a few years after that, security came to the forefront. And so now a lot of larger companies will not just have a chief technology officer, but they'll have a chief information officer and they'll also have a chief security officer. So um, they're definitely ramping up in areas to be better prepared to take on potential hackers among other security threats. In the small business community, however, uh, those smaller sized companies just don't have the bandwidth personnel or infrastructure to do it on their own. So in that case, it would make sense to, to partner with um, an expert in, in cybersecurity, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I just think as well, like, do you have any like favorite books or um, anything like that you've read at all? Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, out of college, uh, one of my favorite author, authors was Michael Lewis, uh, who you may have heard of. He's actually uh, written some books, too, that turned into movies, one of which was Moneyball. And essentially, yeah. it's about, you know, sports and business, you know, getting the, the biggest bang for your buck and uh, identifying true value plays that can lead to, um, you know, pretty quick returns over time. Um, but his original books were more so into, you know, Wall Street and just, you know, what goes on behind the scenes, Liar's Poker, for instance. So he's always uh, been one of my favorite authors. I think he even has a book coming out uh, in a few months uh, concerning the pandemic. So I'm sure he'll just have some crazy real life uh, stories and, and insights to share there. Um, the book that I most recently read, which I was fascinated by, was um, by Napoleon Hill, who you know everyone's heard of, Think and Grow Rich, but I'd never heard of this book, and it, it was really good. It was Outwitting the Devil, and I think part of the reason I, I was so thrilled with it was because, one, I didn't realize it existed. I never heard of it, but one of my mentors actually was a big fan of it, and I, I checked it out, and it you know, it, it deals with the devil, but by no means is it a strictly uh, religious or spiritual book. Uh, more so, it's about how do you um, balance faith and fear. Faith meaning go with your gut, go with your instinct, and really think think for yourself, right? To formulate your opinions, um, not be a victim or subjected to groupthink, and apply your own independent thinking to lead a better life, to build a better business, 
and to really avoid fear, procrastination, jealousy, and anger. And the way Napoleon Hill lays it out, what I really liked about it is he simulates, or some people might even assert it's a happened a real conversation with with the devil i'll let you guys decide that Um, but he actually lays out conversations between himself and and the devil and it's it's a it's a really cool book yeah no i definitely have to check that one out because i i've never heard of that one i've read i read thinking grow rich a few years ago and yeah i'll definitely check it out and i think like um money balls i've not seen the film but i've heard good things about it i think it's it's important to read, isn't it? And, you know, you can learn so much from books and, you know, you can apply so much of that to your life. You know, you can't read it and just expect things to happen, but, you know, you can take things from it and apply that to your life. And I think he he's really iconic. And, uh, you know, I think it was in the 1920s or the 30s they were written or something like that. Yes. And you think, you know, they're being applied, you know, they're way ahead of their time. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It's nearly 100 years ago, but the advice still holds true. Uh, one of his other books, which I just haven't gotten around to reading, it's because it's 600 pages, I think, Laws of Success. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely on my radar as, as well. But, you know, if we think back um, 20, 25 years ago, around the time Amazon was, was launched, um, you know, it, it was just buy a book in the bookstore or buy it online through Amazon, but now you can listen to them. You can learn so much online, just watching videos, listening to podcasts like yours, right? Yeah. Uh, there's just so many different ways to uh, pursue uh, personal development, continuing education to really just get better every day. You have no excuse. I mean, there, there's so much information yeah. out there. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And, you know, there is, it's those excuses people sometimes make, isn't it, for themselves and, you know, as to why they could do it. And there's so many outlets of where you can kind of consume, in, you know, content and information, isn't there? There's, I mean, I, I remember when it was just YouTube and you didn't have was it YouTube, MySpace, and I don't know what else. But, yeah, it was literally that. But was now you've got Instagram. You know, there's, there's so much stuff on Instagram. There's, it's insane. So there's so many resources isn't there as well yeah that's that's a good point we we've come a long way since AOL i actually do still have a, a hotmail a hot <laughs> account um but yeah I, I think and we we see this where business owners will just think that because everyone else is doing it that they should as well and that's totally the wrong approach you need to differentiate yourself from the crowd you need to be unique and you need to stand out from the sea of sameness. So just because everyone else is trying to make a dent and make a name for themselves on TikTok, Clubhouse, Instagram, whatever, Facebook, doesn't mean you have to, to do it. Just pick one. You know, yeah. even before you pick one of those, maybe take a look at your website. You'd you'd be amazed. So many business owners just they, their, their website is it's pretty embarrassing. And by no means am I a website developer. I'm just not. But one thing yeah. I do do with my clients is to evaluate their, not just the messaging on their website, but all of their marketing just to make it more compelling, more enticing. Mm. Uh, so that when people actually do 
review and, and, and visit their site or, or peruse their, their marketing materials, regardless of the medium, they, they will want to take action, be it, yeah. um, you know, actually move forward with an investment or request more information to educate themselves. Um, so yeah, you, you have to, you have to uh, carve out your niche and carve out your brand, but by no means do you have to be everywhere because if you try to be mm. all things to all people, really you're, you're, you're nobody to no one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a really, really great points. And I think it's, um, it's like you say with the website, that's one of my goals this year. I want to try and get my website sorted. Um, nice. Yeah. And it, it's like, it's the, it's the branding, isn't it? And being able to, you know, funnel, you know, a possible client through that, you know, the landing page or, you know, the, it's like a front cover, isn't it? You know, and having the right layout, the colors, so much to it. And um, I think it's, like I said, it's important to get that right because that could be the make or break between someone, you know, possibly reaching out or not. And it's so important. And um you also mentioned, um, yeah, you mentioned like, you know, websites and, you know, what choosing, choosing to go, say, go on TikTok or social media or certain platforms. And if you're, if you've got two, your fingers in too many areas, you know, your it's your energy going into that. And sometimes you only got so much focus going in, in certain directions. And I, I can relate to that with, with doing podcasts, you know, I, I, I put most of my content on Instagram and LinkedIn. That's kind of where I'm at. And I'll, I've got my Facebook pages as well. And I've got a TikTok and a, and a Twitter. But I, I try and focus, you know, on two of those areas. And then I, I try and catch up. But it, sometimes it's impossible to do it all at once. Because you, if you're doing too many things at once, you know, it, it's, um, you want to put out quality, you know, quality content. Yes. And if you're just trying to distribute it to 20 areas at once, it's not going to be quality content. That's what I've found. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, one of my pet peeves is, you know, I, again, I, social media is, is not going to be one of the areas where I'm going to lead with from an uh, initial growth recommendation perspective. Um, you know, it, does it need to be part of your arsenal and, and you know, part of your branding? Yes, it does, but to what extent it, it depends. Um, what I've seen as over the years as I've you know, dipped my toe into the social media marketplace and just seen it expand and evolve and really, as you indicated, become too, too overwhelming. Um, you know, you, you have these, these influencers or gurus and you know, they're, they're on sites that we haven't even mentioned today, and they'll post the exact same thing on every single channel. And I'm thinking to myself, well, clearly they have it automated. They, they have a lot of followers and that's good, but, you know, do you really need to uh, produce the exact same thing? Like do something different, you know, show your, show your diverse perspectives. So, um, you know, that, that's, just my, my point of view there at the same time, you know, I, I, I respect their efficiencies, you know, yeah. assuming it is valuable content. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely time consuming and that's part of the reason why I don't start with that 
core yeah. growth strategy. There's far other things you can do in order yeah. to build a profitable business. Yeah, no, so that's, that's a really good point. And it, as you mentioned, you know, I think it's about you know being yourself, isn't it? Being yourself and doing what you think fits. Mm-hmm. And if if you're trying to just be like X, Y, Z, people are going to recognize that. And that's kind of my, I mean, I, I look up to Joe Rogan, you know, his podcast. And okay. I like Gary, Gary V. But nice. I, I do my own, you know, I do my own thing. I have my own approach with this. And that's, people, I think, respect you more. And they're going to notice it if you're trying to be like the other person on their, on their show. That, you know, and I think it's more authentic to you. And it's like, you probably relate to that in your, you know, your business and what you're doing. You're doing, you know, what you or what you think works and you're being you know yourself that makes sense if you're trying to be like amazon or something like that you know it's people see that do you do you kind of see that in clients do you see them in businesses trying to copy what other businesses are doing if that makes sense yeah uh, unfortunately it's quite prevalent so I, I like what you're just saying about being authentic being genuine because people will appreciate that. And that certainly goes a a long ways. Um, And conversely, if you're not, they'll see right through you in a heartbeat, Uh, not just in person, but also online, right? Um, So yeah, it's, if if we look at at, at some of the, the, the trends out there, um, you know, as we indicated, do you want to go all in on social or do you want to build a profitable business? We're, we're more so about the latter. So we want to partner with you by leveraging our proprietary profit acceleration tool, by leveraging our online small business growth training academy and the, the six uh, books that I've written in the, the past year, which essentially I utilize as resource guides to complement our, our core um, training curriculum based on what your unique challenges are that you're you're trying to to solve um going forward yeah and like those books like what kind of like they entail you know where can people find those like you know what what kind of like dealt in those books like is it um are they like ebooks like you know like kind of what what yeah so those two two of them are on amazon uh which i'm really proud of um you know, if anyone ever wants to uh, hear hear about the the horror of self publishing and, and bringing books to market, they could certainly talk to me because uh, it, it's a time consuming endeavor for sure. Um, so yeah, two two books are on Amazon, and then I have four additional eBooks on a plethora of topics, uh, including financial statement analysis mastery, uh, digital marketing demystified. Um, peak uh, profit uh, potential performance for entrepreneurs. I, I forget the, the title of, yeah, of yeah. one of them and then exponentially outperform in any economy. Those are just a small sampling of the, the titles, yeah. but on, on Amazon uh, it's growth game changers. And then the other, yeah. the other book, my, my uh, initial one was, was client connect. Nice. I, f- I think it's important, isn't it? You know, if you can, create something and provide value to other people i think it's it's definitely uh kind of priceless isn't it you know like taking your experiences taking your um 
your work ethic and your lessons and what you've learned and putting it into something to put it out there to allow other people to, you know, to grow and take something from that as well. I think it's, I think it's, you know, it's like in your business as well, you're, you're creating this, this bridge to help people. And I think it's, it's, it's great, you know, and um, I think, I think it's great what you're doing. And um, I was just thinking like, where can people find like, you know, your website and, you know, your um, email or links? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, my main website is the name of the company. It's revsherpas.com, R-E-V-S-H-E-R-P-A-S.com. And if they go to Rev Sherpas right at the very top, they could actually download a complimentary copy of my first ebook, which uh, is entitled Exponentially Outperform in Any Economy. So just put in your first name and email and immediately you'll get a, a free copy of that. And I'm always on LinkedIn. Um, you can find me there. And then another great way to get a hold of me is on Twitter. It's just my, my name. My handle is Kevin M. Wessels. M is in Michael. Kevin M. Wessels on Twitter. Yeah. No, that's awesome, Kevin. And um, yeah, no, I, I wish you all the best in what you're doing. I think you're doing great, great work. And um, it's been a, you know, a pleasure talking to you. And I think, you know, we've really touch base on you know a lot of great topics and you know some of these topics are new to me and it's always good to you know learn new things and um yeah it's, it's, i think you know it's been really great and i wish you all the best yeah you too adam i i really enjoyed the discussion and, and thanks for for having me on today no you're welcome you're welcome take care and i'll, I'll stay in touch all right now take, take it easy take it Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for tuning into this podcast and I'm really, really grateful to be on this path and journey with you all. If you would ever like to provide feedback, you can do so by going on Apple Podcasts and leaving a review, or you can send me an email at the positivitypodcast.gmail.com. All feedback is much appreciated. If you would like to donate anything at all, I have a Patreon account where you can donate a small amount and you get exclusive content from the podcast. Or I also have a PayPal if you would like to donate anything as well just a small gesture and all donations all go towards the podcast and making it a better experience for you all. Now I hope you have a great day and stay tuned for more episodes.